Lord, that we just uh, build everything on you. Christ, the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. Thank you, Jesus, that we stand on a rock and there's so much sand. It seems like there's so much of it and why not stand there? There's so many choices. Lord, we know that all of those things will wash away. And the only thing that will be left standing is the rock. And so, Lord Jesus, we pursue standing on the rock and staying on the rock, Lord. And, Father, I just pray, I thank you, Lord God, that, that we keep our faith in you. That the tragedy is not having prayers unanswered. It's prayers that are not being asked. So, Lord Jesus, we seek you, Lord, with our whole heart, soul, mind, and body, Lord Jesus, that we, we just stretch our faith tonight, Lord Jesus, over everything, Lord. We're not uh, trying to live with something, Lord. We're not trying to be halfway in our belief. We're going completely in, believing that our God is faithful to the end faithful that he that begun a good work in us is faithful to complete and perform what he started jesus we pray we pray and believe like it depends on you and then we live like it depends on us we believe lord jesus that all things are possible lord god and we know your wish is not our command but we know that your command better be our wish and Lord God, we just thank you that the commands of God be our daily wish. I've just been praying this week over our minds, and, and they, they say the neurons in your mind, uh, that they, they begin to flip, and that's how addictions and habits are formed. And say that, that, that what's happened to a lot of people is that the reason why they do something without even thinking it's the attitude of an addict and an attitude of someone who's got a stronghold or curse that the physical part of it, that they can believe, they can be standing in the presence of God and because the, the things haven't been spoken to over their mind, that the neurons still are flipped toward the addictions, toward that behavior. But I pray in the name of Jesus that you're going to be restored to the path of freedom. That every neuron is going to be restored back to the joy of peace, back to the joy of serving God. That, that that thing that begins to stretch itself in your mind toward the wrong direction tonight in Jesus' name becomes the majority of your freedom, becomes completely sold out on the mind of your freedom and so father i just pray over each and every person here including my mother i i pray in the name of jesus that everything that has come up and come against her mind but i pray right now that every neuron that she was born with by god almighty that you created her to have before any and all the things i thank you lord god to restore in her back to that place mentally physically and emotionally father god i thank you lord that we don't pray uh prayers that do not require faith everything we pray requires faith and so we just believe tonight we believe that we're going to receive we believe lord god that you've called us to pray bold prayers bold prayers we lift up pastor donnie we thank you for healing him 
from the top of his head to the soles of his feet. We call him out of bed. We know that you've said, take up your bed and walk. We thank you, Jesus, for healing. We, we thank you, Lord God, for the manifestation of what we believed you for, Lord. And we just thank you that we uh, diligently seek you with all of our heart, soul, mind, and body. That we keep our eyes on you. That, Lord God, that you're faithful. You're so faithful and you're so good that we bless you and we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. And if you need to get up and close the doors, you can. Just for your saying, because looking at you while you can't focus is not good for us. See the way up. Uh, and even with the title, seeing the way up is better than looking for a way out. And we'll see what God has. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Amen. Uh, in Proverbs chapter 21 and verse 2. All a man's ways seem right to him, but the Lord weighs the heart. And I just love that the Bible put two words that sound alike, spelled differently. This is completely two different meanings, right? Father, I just thank you that I only do what you want done. That, Father God, and I'll do it in a way with what you've called me to do and with excellence and complete, complete sold out call to you. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. There's so, especially in today's day, right, there are ways that to man that seems right. There are st- there's things that has been accepted that is just, I mean, we got to call it what it is. Wrong is wrong, you know. And just even even just been been talking and dealing with some people and there we go. There's, the one statement I'm struggling with is when people say, oh, that's not that bad. Is it godly? Because if it's not godly, then it's just wrong. We have to call it that. And, and then there are times we just get more believers who would defend the ungodly than stand up for what's godly. You know, and so, so we got to get back to those places of, of, uh, of our service to God and, and, and being friendly. And it's, it's getting tough because, uh, you know, I'd rather, now I'm getting to a place where I'd rather speak in schools than, I would, than some churches because there are some things the way we say it. They don't really believe it. They don't really believe that that pure and holiness and righteousness and, and and the word of God of like what it says, believing the word of God for exactly what it says. So they, they only look in two directions. They look in right and left, but they're not looking up. And we've got to look and find what would God have us do. So how we see things should never eliminate what God has showed us to do in his word. Anger, bad situations should never be an excuse to act out of order with God. Right? Oh, I was mad. Like, well, wait a minute. What does God have control over? Right? Because if it's God-given, it should be God-governed, right? So it should let God govern the things that he's given us. Well, he gave us everything, so he should be governing over those things. So we should be aligned with his word so we can understand how, why he's governed it a certain way. That's a tough word, right? Because, you know, you even say the word government now and people freak out. But govern, when God says he's governed us, he wants to be the one that has made the commands, the laws, the rules, whatever you want to call it. It's got to be God governed if it's ever going to be God blessed. 
And that's where we want to get back to. God's direction is mapped out on the heart of man and not the geography of the world. So this, they say that man's ways seems right, right? But God weighs the heart. He's not into geography. He's into the fact of your passion for him. I can't send you anywhere if your heart is not weighed with the word of God, right? It doesn't matter if you want to go or not. It doesn't matter if it's the thing that you can see is the right thing to do. If your heart doesn't have the weight of God's word, he can't send you that way. He weighs the heart. Like when you get up and say, God, how much does my heart weigh this morning? And then, you know, I don't know, you're a little light. You're a little light in the worship. You're a little light in the word, you know. And so we have to put, let God weigh our heart. Sometimes if we're light-hearted, we're going to do things half-hearted. There's a partial way. If, 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 if we don't have each other's whole heart, our love is going to be half-hearted toward one another. It's got to be the whole thing. God weighs the heart. God, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Let, let's put some weight on it. Let's put some weight on it. You got some ways, but you haven't put any weight on it. Let's put some time in. Let's, let's weigh in some time with God. Weigh in some worship. Uh, so just because it looks good doesn't mean it's God's destination for you, right? This looks good, God destination. I don't know if, if you guys got to uh, um, if you if you guys got to finish listening to that pineapple message, but there's a part in there. He said, if you take what God told you not to touch, you're sure to ruin your destiny. Right? And so now, again, I've been listening to it every morning, but I, it's just like all those little things it said. If you, I mean, it, and we've all been there where we took what God told us not to even touch. Adam and Eve took what God said don't even touch right and it dismantled their destiny dismantle that right and he's talking about relationships and it, it, the part two where you'll get there too but I'm, I'm gonna sit and spoil it he says now you will be as faithful in marriage as you were before marriage he said because there's always a tempting fruit somewhere right he was killing it he was this he was this dude was like I'm like Gosh, we got to put that down. Then I realized I can see it on YouTube, so I stopped taking notes. When, <laughs> when, we are out, when we are out of ways of seeing how things can be done, God has his way for us to follow, right? So I'm out of ways, but God still has his way. So, right, I look to the right, I look to the left, God follows, all right? What do they tell you? What's the last direction you're supposed to lift, look before you go? In a, in a four-way stop. What's the last direction? See, y'all forgot DMV. See, y'all would have all failed, had to go get your license renewed, kicked out. You're supposed to look left again because most people forget to look to their left one more time. All right? Let's go right, left, and then say go back left or left, right, whatever. Just do left last, right? And so I would say that as believers, make sure God gets the first and the last look in everything that we're doing, Right? First and last, this lady, oh, was, oh gosh, the convenience store was so good. At the end of the road, little boy had took some. He was with his, his black grandmother, and he stole a candy. And, I, and so as they were walking out, because I held the door open for them, they walked out. 
And then I saw them come back in, and she was unhappy because I guess he revealed what he had. He had to be about four, and she put it on him right there in the store. She walked him back in there, busted him up, and said, now go put it back. And you could see folks wanting to, like, I can't, but they weren't going to go tell her that. Now, they made a call CPS. I just want to be around to back her up. Like, no, nah, he deserved that because ain't nobody going to pay the uh, court bills. Ain't nobody going to pay for the lawyer when he steals something bigger. So if she don't get it, oh, she got it right there in the store. I've never felt so ready to go to the gym in my life. It was, it was the most exciting thing, too, because I remember getting that whooping, too. All right? Like, dude, you're going to appreciate that down the road. Like that. He was a strong little fella, too. He didn't cry. He just he put the candy back. He put the candy back. He knew death was close. Right? And she looked up like, and it almost like she looked around like, it's the look on her face, like, I dare any one of y'all to call. I was not peace. You want me to buy it? You want me to purchase it for you? So here's where we get it from. Exodus chapter 2, verse 11. Y'all know who Moses is, right? Moses, baby born and sent over there. Uh, but as Moses grew older, Moses knew that he's living in a, in a place, but it's not his... It's not his, where he's originated from, you know what I mean? And sometimes when you realize you're in a place where you're not originally from, you know that it can't take you to where you need to go. You're going to have to go back to your origination. So Moses, one day after Moses had grown up, he went out in his own, in his own people and observed their hard labor. He saw an Egyptian beating a Hebrew, one of his own people. And notice they keep saying it was one of his own. After looking all around and seeing no one, he struck down the Egyptian and hid his body in the sand. The next day, Moses went out and saw two Hebrews fighting. He asked the one in the wrong, why are you attacking your fellow Hebrew? But the man replied, who made you ruler and judge over us? Now look at this. This is judgment, right? Are you planning to kill, us, kill me as you kill the Egyptian? Now, again, Moses looked all around, but he didn't look up, right? And if you look all around, if you look in your surroundings, if you just look around, you can justify what you're about to do. It's the last time when you look up. It's when you look up that God says, here's what I need you to do. Here's what I need you to do. As a spirit-filled believer, we are beyond the report of limitations and directions of the world. And that's, that's the part we have to understand. Grace moved us beyond the limitations. So we, even when we're dealing with our everyday life, we're not, it's not over because grace has given us another way to look. There's another, one more direction we have to follow. A person with no inner life is a slave to their surroundings. And when he looked around and saw the surroundings were all Hebrew and they wouldn't mind if I kill an Egyptian, especially one that's beating them, surely they're not going to judge me. But how wrong was he, right? Because then they think if you kill the Egyptians, surely you'll kill us. It's kind of the way people work. When we take things into our own hands, we remove it from the hand that can actually fix it. Right? I, I can't. My hands are not big enough. We, we have to be able to do that. So... Uh, a person with no inner life. So I, I don't ignore what the world has to say. I just place more qualifications on what God says, right? We'd say, don't become so heavenly minded, you're no earthly good. It's not saying ignore the world. I mean, we had a guy in our youth group. We, we, I remember we went to go visit his apartment. He's living in an apartment. And I said, we were, we were leaving, and he just closed the door. I said, man, aren't you not going to lock it? No, God's got it. 
I said, please don't make me call you out your name. But that's not faith. That's stupid. I want to rob you right now. I want to turn around and steal the stuff in your house. Lock your door. That's why they gave you a lock. Isn't that crazy that people have switched off what they, and they call that faith and probably walked away from God because that's what they've called faith. That is not faith, right? That's irresponsibility is what that is, right? That is not in following God. And he, he says, are you sure? I said, I can't begin to tell you how wrong you are thinking that when God gave you a lock, you're not going to use it. I said, I, I can't begin to tell you that. There are names that are creeping up into my spirit right now that I want to call you, but God is not releasing me to call you. So lock your door and let's get the key. And he's like, okay. He said, I didn't, I thought, you know, I just gave it over to the Lord. He was looking right and left and look up. So you could have come home and your house would have been empty. What were you going to say? Say, well, that, you know, God didn't protect it that day. And I said, if you don't lock it now, the Lord is not going to protect you from what I'm about to do to you. How about that? How about I punch you in your face right now? Because again, they'll carry that logic on and then create their own little deal. So I don't want us to ignore the world, right? And one thing he says in there, how can we save a world that we abandon? And too many Christians run away from it and just abandon it, but we need to preach the gospel to it. You know, we need to give them what the word of God says. So, uh, but place more qualifications on what God says. Moses is, Moses covered up, covered looking around, but not looking up. And it left him to solve the situation through emotions rather than with grace. And if you ever solved an argument through emotion, you realize that argument went on and on and on and on rather than doing it by the grace of God. Uh, however, when we live by our surroundings, uh, we submit to the judgment of our surroundings. You know what I mean? When we live according to the world, when we live according to what they say, then we're submit to their judgment. He lived according to the surroundings, so the judgment of his own people is what he had to deal with. Next day, they judged him immediately. And no matter what good intentions he had in his heart, I killed, now it's one less person beating you. That's not how they saw it. They saw that if you killed him, you'll kill me. Anytime we play God, we kill off someone's trust. It never fails. That is exactly what happened to Moses when he tried to settle a dispute between two men the following day. If people see that we handle things exactly as a person who doesn't know God, why would they listen to us about God? If they see the Christian complaining at work like the non-Christian and gossiping and whatever, why would they come back and listen to you when you settle down and you in the spirit again? Why would they then listen to you about God when they see you handle no differently than they do? Where's your up? Right? We're like John Panette on exercise. I don't do ups. I don't do sit-ups. I don't do push-ups. I don't do pull-ups. I do downs. I lay down, sit down, put on some music, I boogie down, but I don't do ups. A lot of times believers, we got too many Christians that don't do ups. 
that don't look to Jesus. All right, all right. I know it's abrasive, but what would Jesus do? You know, and, and we got to turn to God because we can explain away not living righteous and holy if we only go to compare ourselves to our surroundings and not what heaven says. We can explain it away every time. I'm good enough. You know, it's amazing. I'm not in shape till I tell people my age. Right? And not in shape. Then <laughs> I go, oh, they go, well, how old are you? 51. You're in great shape for 51. And that's, that's when my attitude comes in. Because they're not just in, like, they don't go, like, they don't come up and say, you're in good shape. They, they wait, I'm 51. You're in great shape. And I was like, but I have to tell you my age. Otherwise, you're saying you need some work. There are Christians that you have to find out how long they've been in the Word to see how little shape they are in living for God. Horrible energy for Jesus. Not y'all. Y'all are great shape. Isaiah 55, verse 7 through 9 says this. Uh, let the wicked forsake his way. So who, who, who is that talking about, right? The wicked, right? Let the wicked forsake his way. Forsake his way. So if we're talking about looking to the right and left, forsake that. Okay? Uh, and the unrighteous man his thoughts and let him return unto the Lord and he will have mercy upon him and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts. Who is he talking about? The wicked and the unrighteous. Okay? We have too many people talking about, you don't know God's thoughts. Your thoughts are not his God. If you're ungodly, you don't. But the righteousness, all of his thoughts, are, it is written. If I want to know what God's thinking, I'll read what God thought. And I will know what God is thinking. He said, let, let them forsake their ways. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, and neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. So to go up to a non-believer and tell them, you just need to follow Jesus when they don't know his ways, you're crazy. That's what we tell people. Don't go up to, don't go up to unsaved people talking about he that is without sin, let them throw the first stone. You get a rock thrown at you because they don't believe what they're doing is sin. You have to duck, bricks, whatever. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. So people that speak outside the belief of seeking God are limited in what can and should be done to get through any circumstance. They stop right there that, that it can't be done. It, it can't be done. I know a whole bunch of people that get millions of grant money to do prevention against drugs, alcohol, and tobacco. They are all alcoholics, use drugs, and they smoke. Like the very thing that they tell kids not to do, they engage in abundantly. All right? And so what, what I tell them, you guys only look to the right and to the left because you have no up in you. You don't know how to do it. And eventually, that's going to catch you. It's, it's going to ultimately come out. In fact, I'm calling people to see if they can't come do drug testing, just to let you know. Believers have the responsibility, especially when it comes to forgiveness, to make sure they look up and forgive like Jesus forgave. I am, I get, don't come pray with me when you don't want to forgive, but you want to be forgiven. 
I struggle with you in that area where you're going like, but they hurt me. I get it. I get they hurt you. I ain't telling you to go cook for them because I don't trust you with no sign out. But what I am saying is forgive them and get away from them because you need to be able to release them from your life. You turn into what you hold on to. And so the hate you hold on to, that's why we have people who were abused that they now abuse. People that said that I, I can't believe my dad left me when I was little now leaving their kids. Can't believe he cheated on mom. I can't believe they, they did that. I can't believe that broke up. And then they turn it into what you don't forgive. What you don't forgive stays in you. So you have to release. But I was done wrong. I'm tired of this. This is one of my favorite ones. It's not favorite. I'm being facetious when they say, why well, I always got to be the one to do it first? Because you're the one that's supposed to know better. If you know better, you should do better. Right? And I can't do better if I don't know better. But right, once you know better, you need to do better. And as a believer, and you're, especially if you're a family, you're carrying the mantle for the whole family. So, yes, you have to act righteous first, right? And that, that's, that's part of what God has to do. So, if we remove ourselves from the answer of God because it seems unpopular or unfair, which, by the way, a fair is only a place where a pig gets a blue ribbon, we open the door to strongholds and generational curses, Generational curses are open to what we say, man, that's just not fair. Why well, I always got to do what's right? Because what's not fair is Jesus dying on the cross for sins he never committed. So if we want to get to the fair, we need to go back and say how God has saved us, which is completely unfair according to the realm of what you deserved and what you didn't get. Right? Unmerited favor. It was unmerited. It was something you couldn't earn, something you couldn't gain. But now you want everybody to earn your forgiveness. It's a tough place to be, right? We have to look up. You can't just go right and left. I have every right to be angry with you, but do you have God's righteousness to be angry with them? Right? There's a standard. There's a step that we have to take. A believer that is consumed with things that, with things being fair, have mismanaged what Jesus gave for them to be free. I don't ever want to mismanage my freedom because then I'm going to be looking to try to get even and make things equal, right? Anybody ever said I'm going to get even with that person? Do you, have you ever thought about the definition of that? To get even with someone is to become as bad as they are to you. You're just getting even. Don't you want to do better? Yeah, I can feel you want to. I can, I can feel it. Uh, they simply need to look in the upward direction to restore their faith. Uh, grace was the way that God gave when all the ways of man could end in separation from God for eternity. So God gave grace. When you see that there's no way for you to win the argument, give grace. Right? And even if you see a way to win the argument, give grace. If you know you're going to lose, go right into grace mode immediately. <laughs> you need to give some unmerited favor. <laughs> Go right into grace mode, right? Um, it's, it's part of that. I, I feel this in, at the house because I know Pastor Rita is working billions of hours here that because uh, I was about to get mad at my kids because they just, they just eat and move, just eat and move. They don't pick up the stuff. It's just like it's almost like they miss in their mouth and it's just I, don't, I hate spaghetti, y'all. But I had to clean all my pots because before church, I was at a level of anger that preaching was not. And God says, which way are you looking? 
let's preach now. And so he says, you get to do the whole kitchen. You get to do the whole thing. I said, God, if you don't make my kids better, I'm going to go to prison. I know Miracle can hear. She can tell them. <laughs> Spaghetti and that old, what that rice, some kind of little Indian dish she made? Butter chicken. Not better. Butter. Butter chicken is an Indian dish. You, you say it's good. It smells like sweat. Huh? No, the jaw stuff smells like sweat to me. How are you going to tell me not to say? See, I can't even talk in my own house. I clean the kitchen. I'm done the dishes. Jesus, I'm free. I don't care you listening, Miracle. Ha, ha. Now she can hear me in the baby room. But they just left it, just a stove and just like, who, who are y'all? God said, man, go and clean that up. Go some grace to your kids. And I sat down for a while. I'm telling you, I blew 20 minutes not looking up. You know what I mean? Because we don't always want to do what we claim we are. And God says, come on, you can do it. It's all clean. And by the time anybody got home, I was so wiped out from having to do it all. I didn't have strength to argue about it. Come up to right now. Where I can't really release. So grace, right? Give grace. Whatever you're about to get loose, give grace. <laughs> it's the way God did it. So when grace fills us with his way, it is always there to keep us still, be still and know and see the salvation of the Lord. Uh, Matthew chapter 6, verse 32. And before we get to Steph's anthem scripture, uh, verse 32 is good too, right? Uh, For the pagans strive after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them, right? So all the stuff that people are striving for, God knows you need them. He just don't want you to strive for them. Did y'all hear the part where he says that God ain't mad about you having a sex drive? The problem is, is when you let sex drive. I'm telling you, you got to listen. That thing is crazy. It's made me buckle. No, I'm not telling him. It's a message we heard down there. It's called swipe right. And he said the problem with pineapples. Which the whole thing, so it's good. But isn't that true, right? It's not, God didn't say get rid of that. He says, but don't let it drive. God didn't say get rid of, of being successful or making money, but don't let that be the maker. Right? And that's been the problem, even in the church. We've let those things be maker. We've let those things be God. We've let those things be worshipped. Right? I mean, that's just, let's, let's be honest. Like, that's, that's what it's been. And that's just, that's been ruled out. I mean, and get it, we're living in a society that will pay for fake things. WWE, they tell you they're fake wrestling. They tell you that, and that's not real. It's a billion-dollar business. And they tell you we are faking the hits, faking the falls, faking all. They say it. And people are lined up to see fake things. And the one thing we can't do as a church is become that way. We have to be authentic and original. Amen? And the original is we just say what Jesus says. So verse 32, when he says that, God knows you need them, but seek 
first the kingdom of God, right, Steph? And his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. Whenever we were in youth group and I wanted to amen, I would just say this verse because I knew Steph was going to say amen to it. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Sleep good tonight. Don't let the bed devils bite. Today has enough trouble of its own. So when God is what we see first, all other directions will have to line up with what we saw from God. The first thing we need to do, and I'm going to challenge you because some of you folks say, I'm not a morning person. Put God first so the rest of your day can have something to go by. Right? Like, I I went down the wrong way because you started off on the wrong worship. Right? So if I seek God first, now my GPS has something to go from. So you starting from this location. Right? You want to go there from here. Yeah, from my time with God, this is how I want to go through my Thursday. My direction. Here's, my, here's where I want to go. Right? That's your do. Will you allow me to use your location? You ever done that when you're looking up a place to go? God, I want to have a good day to work. Can I use the location you in right now? Right? If you're there, that, like, like, and I'm like, that when I see that, I'm like, yeah, I want you to use this location of worship. I was, I was telling uh, Miss Yolanda that because uh, I've been jogging, just been listening, it's been prayer because, I mean, I'm believing God for some, some I mean, just, I, I don't, I don't want to settle. I want to see things happen that I'm believing for. Well, I got tired while I was worshiping and loving God, and you know how we got cracks on our sidewalk? Hit one of them. And stumble for half a block trying not to fall. Stumble just. If, and thank God it's dark. Thank God for that. Loving my skin. Cause loving that. Because nobody could see. But I, if the silhouette had to be something. I staggered for half of just. Like I couldn't catch it. Like I just. I stumbled at it. <laughs> so God said, man, you can be in the clouds all you want to. But you still on the pavement. And I watch a step. <laughs> so he's looking at it and he says, look, see the king first. Don't worry about tomorrow. So when God is what we see first, all other directions will have to line up with what we saw from God. The kingdom of God is God's way of doing things, right? If you look up and you say, what is kingdom of God? It's God's way, God's rule. God rule. How would God deal with a rude person? He'd just smile and move on. You don't have to win every argument. That's my job. You're going to lose a few. Doing things God's way, stop. Doing things God's way doesn't mean there will, be, there will not be other ways to look. But it does mean that we know the right way to look. Right? doesn't mean there's not going to be other temptations, other things to do. But we know the right way for when we get up the right way. So how you get up is how you're going to go up. Uh, Psalms 121 in verse 1 says, uh, look into the heavens. I look to the heavens for where my help comes from. I know my help comes from the Lord. Look to the hills. Uh, we must know that up is vital to our spiritual walk and purity in the will of God. So God's way is not a collection of past. It is a commitment to looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. So it's not a collection of roads. Not a collection of, this is the way I did it last time. It is all about the author and finisher of our face of right now. 
of my face, of my faith of right now. I'm going to look to you now, Jesus. I know I may not have gotten it right. I know I may have, to, but that's, that was just that. I'm, I'm getting on God's direction today. Getting on God's hand. I'm getting in his way. I'm getting in his light. I'm going to get in his understanding. And when you do that, it doesn't matter what, like I'm starting to realize it doesn't matter what's happening around you. You can have great joy Worship with great peace, fellowship with great love because you let God be the standard of how everything was going to go. But he's going to ask you, can I use your location? Can he use this morning's location with you? Oh, um, uh. You can't use that location. You can't get anywhere from there. But the best location is to be located in the presence of God. And he'll direct us. Amen? All right. You guys bow your heads. We're going to pray over you so you can get your GPS, God's position, search right. I can hear Pastor Donnie right now in his hospital bed laughing at that God position search. As your heads are bowed and eyes are closed, Father, we just pray. We thank you. We've looked all around. Lord, we can't see how we're going to get out of our current situation. But, Lord, we know that we still have one more place to look. And even though we should have put the look first, we're going to put the look now and look up. God, I don't know what to do with my own heart, but I know if I give it to you, you'll heal, redeem, and restore me. I come against any form of anxiety as that last set of verses Take no thought for tomorrow, for tomorrow has enough trouble for itself. Live in today. Live in today. You got enough stuff to do right now. So God, as you are restoring us and giving us directions and paths and on some decisions we got to make, no matter how hard a decision is that we are going to make, if we're making your decision, we know that you've got a great plan for us. An easy decision without your direction is just going to lead us down a road that's going to be harder rather than godly. And I thank you, Jesus, as you are stretching us this evening, Lord, to be able to go a little bit further and go a little bit deeper and trust in you. I thank you, Father God, that we strengthen right now to start our day off with you, Lord God. So wherever we want to go in our day, whatever we want to have, God, I want to have a good day with my kids. I want to have a good day with my family. I want to have a good day on my job. I want to have a good day in traffic. I want to have a good day in everything I do. And God's going to say, can I start from where you are right now? Give God a good place to start from with you. Get up and thank you, Jesus, for waking me. Thank you for my eyes being open. Thank you for all that you are to me. You can start from here, Lord Jesus. I thank you for this day you're getting me through. Lord, I thank you as we walk and arrive in that place that you are going to do all that you said you're going to do. And we receive it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Amen.